Welcome everybody to Big Ten Football Review. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at all the Big Ten teams, the matchups they're going to play, and the matchups that have already happened, and taking a closer look at each team. In this week, or in this episode, my very first episode, we're going to take a look at the Week Zero matchup between two West Division foes, Illinois and Nebraska. Illinois does come away with a win in Champaign, 30-22. to so in this episode, we're going to take a look, a closer look at Illinois, and you know, give some opinions and some of uh, reactions to this victory for Illinois. So we're going to take a step back. We're going to go into the time portal and go back to 2020, where Illinois fires head coach Levy Smith after four years, right before their final game against Northwestern. They bring in Brett Bielema for 2021, and to hopefully get Illinois back into somewhat of a prominent uh, Big Ten football school in the future so uh going through some of the positions uh quarterback you had you have a very good quarterback a four-year uh quarterback in brandon peters consistency issues was there uh can he you know can be uh a conti- uh, a quarterback that is consistent can hit the passes for you last year we saw that against actually nebraska when illinois walloped them 41 to 23 in lincoln can he maintain that? Can he have that consistency throughout the 2021 season? And then uh, the one of their two strongest probably areas um, on that football team is their running backs. They have a stable of excellent running backs. Their offensive line, they have uh, three super seniors, the right uh, the right tackle, Vernon, or uh, Alex Pawalski, the right tackle, uh, Vernon Lowe, and then the, the center, uh, Doug Kramer, you know, these uh, these players have played a lot of snaps together. You know, good anchoring uh, point for that offensive line. <clears throat> and then we shift to the defensive side. Last year in, in 2020, Illinois was one of the worst defenses, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country. They were dead last in, in the Big Ten in rushing offense, scoring, or, or points allowed, and uh, just overall defense. They were dead last in the Big Ten and near the bottom in the entire FBS out of 127 teams. They did okay in the pat. They were not dead last in passing, but that was due to them having a great turnover margin. They were actually plus six in the turnover margin last year. So that was one thing about Illinois' defense. Yes, they weren't very good, but they were actually able to get takeaways, and that actually helped them out in some of their wins, especially against Rutgers and Nebraska. So going into the season with some of those question marks, how is Brett Bielema going to come into this crew or coming to with these players that he has essentially been left over for Lovey Smith, and how is he going to get this team going forward? How is he going to be able to develop some of these players that have been under Lovey Smith for three, four years now? So now we we get to this game. You know, you thinking, you know, you look on paper, Nebraska probably has the better talented squad uh, matching up against Illinois, and then here here we get into the game. Uh, both teams exchange some punts, and then Nebraska makes the first mistake, getting a safety. Illinois gets the first, <clears throat> the first points, getting uh, you know the two points on the safety. Then they getting the ball back on the third or fourth play. Brandon Peters gets sacked and and gets hit fairly hard. Goes down with an injury. In comes Art Satowski. For those people who don't know who Art Satowski is, he was a Rutgers quarterback back in 2019 and 18. He started in 2018 as a true freshman quarterback for Rutgers through, I can't remember which number it is. It's either five touchdowns or eight touchdowns, but that's not the number that I was focusing on. He threw 18 interceptions. 
in his starting year. He threw double the amount of interceptions, so even more than double the amount of interceptions than he did touchdown passes. So I see him coming in the game, and I'm thinking, I hope they don't ask, I hope Illinois, Brett Mueller does not ask too much out of him because I feel like, you know, having seen him play at Rutgers, I'm thinking, man, if he, man, he's very, fairly turnover prone. So I'm thinking if they don't ask him to do too much, if they just kind of keep running the ball, you know, maybe they have a chance in this game. I thought their chances diminished once uh, Brandon Peters got hurt. So first play of the game, they have him drop back for a pass, and he gets sacked as well. Okay, so probably not the best start for Art Satowski, but Illinois punts the ball away. Excuse me, they don't they, they don't punt the ball away. They actually try a field goal and actually miss the field goal. So Nebraska gets the ball back, and they march down the field fairly quickly. Seven plays, 63 yards to get a touchdown to go ahead 6-2. Now they missed the point after try, so they don't go up to 7-2. They only are up uh, by four points at this point. Illinois gets the ball back, run the ball three times. So you're kind of thinking like, man, we don't really want Art to pass it. We want to kind of ease him into this game. Hand off three times, get a total of, I think it was like eight yards. They go three and out. Uh, punt the ball back to Nebraska, who doesn't gets goes down the field, doesn't get all the way to the touchdown, but ends up getting a field goal. Now they're up nine to two, so they're up by essentially one touchdown plus an extra point. Now you start seeing things potentially going Nebraska's way. Going into the Illinois' drive, Arsatowski on the third or fourth play of that drive throws an interception, and here's where kind of the game starts turning around for Illinois. They're kind of playing a little bit from behind. The Arts of Towson just threw an interception, but wait, hold on. There's a flag thrown in the backfield, a roughing the passer penalty, and then on top of that, a unsportsmanlike penalty. I think it was taunting. I don't know if the referee ever said it was taunting, but he said unsportsmanlike. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's, that's a big penalty because it takes away the interception. Now, if you watch the tape, the cameras don't really – hone in on the hit there is one camera angle that's the best one out of all of them where it's kind of slight it's slightly behind uh, art satowski and to the, slightly to the left and you see caleb tanner from nebraska hit hit art satowski now the hit on him was clean it was a fairly clean hit didn't really you know it didn't hit him high or anything but it was the fact that he drove him into the ground it was the fact that he picked him up and put him in the ground very forcefully that's what drew the penalty and i and before i even continue i'm going to say that uh when i listen to uh you know get some information on games or information on some players i actually like listening to uh the the team's podcast so i listen to the lion i inquire and Husker 24-7 and Hale Varsity uh, for Nebraska. So I kind of like listening because you get to hear one side of, you know, of of the football team, you know, the one, you know, obviously the bias side of each football team. And it's kind of interesting to hear what uh, each side thinks. And, you know, I listened to Nebraska. They didn't, they didn't think that was a penalty. But if as a person who's not either a fan of the Illinois or Nebraska – I thought, okay, the cl- the hit was clean. If he would have hit him and maybe just kind of let him go and the flag was thrown, I would have totally agreed that was a bad call. But it was the fact that he drove him into the ground that caused the flag. And then you get the unsportsmanlike penalty. And I'll touch on this when I talk about Nebraska. But again, So that penalty, 
on that drive, so for one, you take away the interception, which I already just said. You take away that interception, which now, you know, Nebraska, you get that interception, Nebraska has all the momentum. Now they're running downhill. Now Illinois has got to try to play keep up. they got to change up their game plan. they got to probably put Art into situations they didn't want to put him in. So they go, so that penalty takes away the interception. They go, Illinois goes from their own 44 to Nebraska's 24. Talk about a huge field flip. And they took advantage of it. They scored a touchdown, got the extra point, tied the game up at 9-9. Okay, this is nearing the end of the half, so Nebraska gets the ball back. They don't do too much with it. They only go seven, uh, seven yards on five plays. They punt the ball back to Illinois. Now, Illinois is thinking, hey, if we can make something happen, you know, we can probably get get down close enough, kick a field goal, go into halftime with a little bit of lead. We do get the ball back at the at uh, at, at the beginning of the second half, but then they, but then Art hits uh, Donnie Novaro for a nice little pass. He makes a, a guy miss, gets the first down, and then he gets hit. The ball gets knocked out of his hand. Nebraska recovers <clears throat> the fumble. Now Nebraska's thinking, hey, thinking the same thing. Obviously, they don't need the goal. They don't get the ball back at the beginning of the second half. But they're thinking, hey, let's go into halftime with the lead. Let's have a little bit of momentum so when our defense comes out, they're ready to play. We can get the ball back and just extend that lead. Third play of the drive, Adrian Martinez fumbles the ball. Uh, Kate, uh, let, I'm going to blank on his name. Um, Calvin Hart picks up the football, runs it in for the touchdown. Illinois goes up 16 that right before half. A few, like, 30-some-odd seconds right before the half. So, okay, now Illinois has some momentum going into halftime. They come out, they get the ball back, they go 75 yards, get the touchdown, go up 9-23. to Nebraska's, you know, right now Nebraska's in the hole, 14 points. They get the ball back, what do they do? They go three and out. Illinois' defense, which had a lot of questions on it, you know, where... You know, where they're one of the worst in the Big Ten last year. You know, how are they gonna how are they gonna perform? Have they improved? Well, you hold Nebraska. You know, you're up two scores. You hold Nebraska to go three and out. Your offense gets the gets the ball back. And what do they do? They score another touchdown. But however, this is not one where they have to go 80 yards. They did go 47 yards, where Arsatowski hits a throws a beautiful pass to Deuce Band, who was on the depth chart, I think fourth or third string for quarterback, converted wide receiver, which I think most Illinois fans, and when I looked at the depth chart, thought like, oh yeah, quarterback. And then I heard Deuce Band, and they talked about like, no, he moved to wide receiver for this game. You know, maybe they move, keep him there. But Art Satowski threw a beautiful, beautiful ball to uh, Deuce Span got got them down on Nebraska's one yard line, and then Art hits a, a nice pass to Luke Ford, their big tight end, which they're really high on, uh, for another touchdown to go up thirty to nine. Okay, how does Nebraska respond? So Illinois defense playing well. They got a, the first Nebraska touch they had. They pushed them to three and out. Then they give their offense a chance to score another touchdown. Hey, you're up 21 points against Nebraska team, which everyone you know you were, you were Nebraska was favored to win by seven points. You know, where on paper this is a more talented team. You're up 21 points in the second half. Okay, you know how do you carry that? Well, Nebraska comes back one play. Adrian Martinez, you know, makes you know, just makes the defense look silly on a mistake they made. Didn't really account for him. Runs 75 yards, gets a touchdown, 14-point game now. Illinois gets the ball back. The thing is they chew up some clock. They chew up about 2 minutes and 30 seconds of clock. They punt it back to Nebraska. 
Now the defense holds up a little bit. The Nebraska goes runs eight plays, but also chews up. Again, th- this is where the clock becomes important now because Illinois is up 14 points. Nebraska's got to score quick. So Illinois' defense is, you know, making them, you know, making them chew up a lot of clock. They run three minutes off the clock. Nebraska runs the ball. Illinois gets the ball back, and they chew up almost four minutes a clock. <clears throat> to, and then Nebraska gets the ball. They get, they go down. They score a touchdown. They go 91 yards, but they chew up almost seven minutes a clock to get that touchdown. And they miss another point extra, excuse me, point after try. So no, they're not down by seven now. They're down by eight. They miss two point point after tries. So, and I'll again I'll touch more on this when I talk about Nebraska in the next episode. So they're down by eight. So not only do you now have to score a touchdown, but you have to get a two point conversion just to even tie the game. It's not like hey, if we made those two extra points, we get a touchdown, make it an extra point, we win the game. We're up by one point at least. Now it's like, even if you missed one, hey, we score a touchdown, we get the extra point, we're tied up. You know, another game gets interesting. You're down by eight. Now there's so much pressure now on Nebraska and Illinois on their offense. They they don't do anything stupid. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. They run the ball. They get a, I think they get a first down on two plays, and then they end up punting the ball. But they chewed up about two minutes a clock, a minute 45 in clock. Nebraska's, their Illinois' defense, bend not, kind of a bend-not break. We're going to give you a little bit, but we're not going to let you get a lot. And Nebraska turns it over on downs. Illinois gets the ball back, takes a knee, ends the game. Illinois wins 30-22. to So, somewhat of an overreaction. Uh, now, the overreaction is now is how good is Illinois? Are they, everyone at the beginning of the season had them at the bottom of the Big Ten, and at, the bottom, at least at the bottom of the Big Ten West, and near the bottom of the Big Ten entirely. Are they better than Rutgers? Are they better than Maryland? Are they better than Purdue? Um, you're thinking now, it's like, hey, you know, this team, you know, <clears throat> you know, melded together when they needed to. They got the place they needed. They got a few lucky breaks. I'm not going to give them, say, hey, they played a perfect game. There were some breaks in there where Nebraska essentially kind of got in their own way, and Illinois took advantage of it. You know, Brett Bielema, you know, is a great coach. Whether you hate him or not, he is a good coach. Um, so... So where does so what's Illinois? Where does Illinois go from here? Do they go bowling? Are they the, are is this team going bowling this season? Some may think so. Hey, this win was massive for them. If this team and I think a lot of people on either side, both Nebraska and Illinois, say, hey, if we win this game, we're going bowling this year. I think Illinois has a little bit of a of a tougher schedule. Uh, I don't think they have the talent or the depth at certain positions. Wide receiver is one of them. Um, quarterback we'll have to see how art is in the second game um running back obviously they have you know if one of running back goes out they're not gonna lose any production uh their defensive backs which was a question they actually played very well in this game um and on their defensive side hey they played they actually played fairly well in this game they did get they did there was a lot of blown coverages which nebraska for the most part kind of took advantage of there's a lot of times where there's nebraska wide receivers wide open um, and Adrian Martinez just didn't hit him, didn't hit him on the numbers, overthrew him or underthrew him. Um, you know, and Nebraska was running a lot of these rub routes where poor, poor refs or poor umpires in the middle of the field just getting just knocked around. You know, two of them get smashed up, you know, which, you know, I guess, you know, frees up the uh, Nebraska wide receiver. So player of the game for Nebraska, the umpires. Um, but in all seriousness, so next game, 
but going on to the next game, you have UTSA, University of Tulsa, San, or University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners. They're coming into Champaign to take on the final, <coughs> excuse me, final Illini. So, they, Illinois is I think favored by six points in this game. So, here's my thought on this game and kind of going forward for Illinois. Um, this is a game they should win, but again, you know. Last week against Nebraska, that was a game they probably should have lost. They got a, a few lucky breaks, and they took advantage of it. So credit to them there. So UTSA is, you know, maybe in the past few years was kind of a bottom 25 FBS team. They're not there anymore. They they built up this program. They got some decent recruits, and they have a, a good coach. who They're kind of in the middle of the pack, you know, or not the uh Pac-12, but in the group of five teams. They're not like an Appalachian State or a Cincinnati. That's a team that could, you know, that's trying to get to post, you know, a good postseason bowl game. They're kind of in the middle of the field. They'll probably go six and six, maybe seven and five this year, get to a somewhat decent bowl game. But this is a team that I don't think Illinois can overlook. This is a team that can kind of, you know, could be a potential trap game for them before they go into um, Virginia and play Virginia uh, away from Champaign. So, this game could be a little tricky for them. I but I think if they can get past this game, you know, then you have a tough road game against Virginia, an ACC opponent. Um, but the things I have concerns now of in this game is Brandon Peters. It looks like he's going to be out for a while. Uh, haven't heard too much on him. Uh, Calvin Hart, uh, the 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 player who got the scoop and score, who is a Georgia transfer on the defense, and he was actually playing extremely well. Got hurt. Haven't heard anything about him. Um, Luke Ford, the tight end that caught the one touchdown pass from Art, Art Satowski, uh, he actually does go out with an injury, but I think he is going to be good to go uh, for UTSA. I haven't heard a whole lot. So there's a few injuries on on Illinois' side that makes me cause for pause a little bit. It's like, okay, hey, you know, if these players were healthy, I would probably maybe think, hey, this game they should win, you know, as long as they don't shoot their own foot, shoot themselves in the foot. You know, and the thing with Illinois is, you know, you have this great, you know, five-headed monster at running back. You can swap any one guy for, you know, four different other guys and still be extremely successful in the running game because you got a great offensive line as well. You know, where they, you know, early in the game, Nebraska's defense was kind of pushing them around. But then they the the offense start imposing their will, start getting a lot of push up front, which lot opened up a lot of running lanes for Mike Epstein, Chase Brown, uh, Chase Hayden, Reggie Love, Jakari Norwood. You know, you got five great running backs. So, you know, that's what I think they need to do. I think th- when Art came in, they had the perfect game plan. He threw it 15 times, completed 12 of 15 passes, didn't ask him to do a whole lot. That's, I think, what you need to do with Art Satowski, with this Illinois team in general. You don't have the players at wide receiver that can, I think, can be your big playmakers. Yeah, you have a decent tight end in Luke Ford. Uh, Brian Hightower, who is your second leading receiver, comes back. He's but He was out for the Nebraska game because of a soft tissue injury. Um, but at the same time, you really don't know, you know, your wide receiver core is pro- is not as talented as most of the Big Ten wide receiver core, so you you gotta have to rely on that running game, which is a great running game. It'd be a, it'd be a different story if you didn't if you didn't have a great running game, and you got a backup quarterback in there. Okay, hey, he had a great game, but as I said, you know, at the beginning of this, when he was a you know when he came into the Big Ten, eighteen interceptions. Okay, 
you know, going into UTSA, a game that's not going to be easy. Is he going to feel the pressure when they ask in the pass, you know, how confident and how how is he going to take care of the ball? That's the big thing I'm going to look for is, is can he take care of the ball? So last thing I'll say, congratulations to Illinois. Congratulations to Brett Bielema. Welcome back to the Big Ten, getting his first win for Illinois or his win for Illinois and getting a a Big Ten win right off the bat. They are number one in the West Division right now. Someone, Illinois fans are probably taking pictures saying, hey, look at us. We're number one in the Big Ten West. Look at us. So um, we'll see how they do next next week against UTSA, San Antonio, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, should be a pretty interesting game to watch, see how they kind of bounce back, see if they have a – I don't know if a hangover would be the right word because you see some of these teams have beat these really, you know – high-ranking teams, and they come out next week and they're really flat. Let's just see how how Brett Bielema gets his staff ready, gets his players ready for this game that's, you know, not going to be an easy group of five matchup. Usually when these, you know, power five teams uh, book these group of five teams, it's usually kind of a lower-ranked team where uh, they come in and, you know, they're there just essentially for the paycheck. You know, the, the power five schools kind of gets a tune-up game, you know, trying to fix some, you know, leaks and gaps before they go play a bigger opponent or or a division opponent or whatever. So, so but this game's not going to be easy for them. So, Illinois has a fairly tough schedule coming up. We'll see. You know, I think this game is going to be indicative, you know, with Art Satasi probably leaning the, you know, getting the nod at, at, at starting quarterback. You know, how much are they going to rely on him? You know, and how is this run game going to develop? How good is the defense now? You know, how is the defense as is, is improved as we saw against Nebraska? I think all these questions still remain. It's been one game, so let's not get too overhyped. I think Illinois, I think, you know, personal opinion, I think, I don't think next year is going to be Illinois' year. 2023, 2024, I would say if Illinois goes 5-7 and seven this year, 6-6 six and six maybe next year, maybe 7-5, and five uh year 2022 i'd say year 2023-2024 watch out for illinois i think if those two things happen five and seven this year at least and six and six at least next year illinois maybe not in 2023 could be competing for a big west title i think they can throw their hat in the ring at that point and say hey we're no longer a bottom feeder in the big 10 we're a real we're a real football team you guys are going to have to take a look at us and really prepare for us now. So I think it's exciting. I kind of like to see, you know, these teams kind of really, you know, try to, you know, build up and try to get to that, you know, goal of like, hey, we're a big what, Big Ten West title. We can get to the Big Ten championship game and play a, a huge team like Ohio State and Michigan or a, <clears throat> or a Penn State, whoever it may be at that time. So, uh, I think this is exciting. I think Illinois is heading in the right direction. Let's just see how they bounce, you know, keep that momentum moving forward against UTSA. So that's really all I have to say on Illinois. I think uh, I hope everyone who listened uh, enjoyed this. Uh, this is my first podcast. Uh, I, I find this really enjoyable. I love talking college football. I'm so happy it's back. Uh, so if you like if you like this, just hit, uh, you know, subscribe to it hit that little notification bell on spotify uh and i'll see you guys next time when i actually talk about the nebraska cornhusters and their loss at illinois